Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. With me today is our special guest, Eileen Oldroyd, aka Green Eileen. Awesome name. I'm so excited to hear more um, about that in a minute. She is a broker owner at Oldroyd Realty. She is an energy efficiency sustainability guru. She's been involved in a ton of different things at NAR, a member of the Leadership Academy and Women's Council of Realtors, award-winning real estate agent. Wow, what amazing accomplishments you have had throughout your career, Eileen, and I'm so happy to have you join me today. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, thank you, Allison. It's always interesting when people read my resume because (laughs) what goes through my head is that I'm a volunteer overachiever. That is exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. <laughs> or a volunteer junkie, depending on yeah, yeah. depending on how good of friends we are. But I'm gonna say a volunteer junkie since you know we're gonna be good friends at the we end of this. We are absolutely no, it's it's amazing what you've accomplished, and I'm so excited to hear all about it and all how you get started. But I want to hear more about this green Eileen name. And for those yeah. of you uh just tuning in. Today's show is going to be all about sustainability. And as as I mentioned, Eileen is the guru in this. She has done so much work throughout her career um, in making the world and making her clients and their homes a more sustainable place in our industry, um, a more sustainable place. So tell us how you got that name. I'm dying to know. Sure, sure. The truth is, is that I just happen to benefit from being an environmentalist. And when I say environmentalist, it means that the first five words of our NAR preamble is under all is the land. Mm. And that has always stuck with me as what our purpose is as realtors and advocates for private property rights is underneath that is the land and we need to be caretakers of that. And my focus has always been we need we can coexist. We can build housing and we can coexist with the environment. For some reason, everyone thought that was mutually exclusive, that you could only have one or the other, but you could actually build and have sustainable communities, you know, environmentally friendly communities, energy efficient communities. And so that has been my desire ever since I became a realtor. Mm. And it was back in 2008, 2009, that I started talking to my husband about a car that I wanted, my dream car, which is an old diesel sedan, four-door, because I'm a realtor. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, but it would run on waste vegetable oil. Oh, my god! And this was a conversation before NAR had the green designation. Oh, my god! And so when they brought out the green designation, I remember reading the magazine. Yes, I read my realtor magazine. Yay. Realtors do read. Yes. You know, we <laughs> oh, we read. know. We just sent out our magazine <laughs> in the mail. Um, we do biannual issues and we just sent our magazine, our January magazine out. Should all of our realtors and you guys listening should have that in your mailboxes right now. If you haven't checked, go do that. They do read. We are all about our magazines here <laughs> as realtors. Huge member benefit. Yeah. Huge member benefit. So yeah. I applaud you. And so I saw the magazine and it was a full page ad for the NAR green designation, which was new. And I looked over at my husband. And I go, oh, my gosh, I could walk the walk and talk the talk. I could have this waste vegetable diesel sedan and have a green designation. I'm like, oh, my God, I could be Green Eileen, Green Eileen, like this whole brand. 
amazing. just from that. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> from that. And it's grown. And it was really interesting as I would always introduce myself as Eileen Oldroyd, Eileen Oldroyd. I know it's hard to spell. It's hard to say. And then finally, my AE, Dave Stefanides, he said, just call yourself Green Eileen. Own it. Oh, yes. And so that's really how it just it started. And so I had the veggie mobile, as I affectionately call it, and it did run on waste vegetable oil, wow. not biodiesel. It was waste vegetable oil called the veggie mobile, my daily driver. It was quite the conversation piece because I'm in South Orange County, mm-hmm. which I affectionately call the land of Botox and Bentleys is because it's where the original Bravo series started, yep. the Real Housewives <laughs> of Orange County. It's the city right next to mine. In fact, one of them is a member of my own association. Okay, which one who and- I have to know? It's Gina Kehoe. That's what I was going to guess. I'm a big, yeah. I'm a big uh, Housewives fan as well. We're going to digress here for a minute, but yes, I, that's who I was going to guess because I know she's a realtor and she's done a lot of of that work on the show as well. It's so funny. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I would pull up in this 1985 diesel Mercedes, which was in pristine condition, by the way. I mean, it was as primo as they say in Hawaii. Yeah. And they would say, why don't you have a, you know, Range Rover, a BMW or a modern Mercedes, which seems to be like (laughs) the kind of the standard realtor car. And I said, because this runs on waste vegetable oil. And then immediately they want to see under the hood. They want to see the tank. They, you know, they want all the information. Yeah, It was a way, once again, walk the walk, talk the talk. And I just happens to be an amazing brand. It is like so the perfect rhyming name. It's like we almost meant to do this because it sounds like so good together, right? I know. It's like, I know. it's kind of perfect. <laughs> so, so I love it. Right. Yeah. And when I heard that that was your nickname, I was like, that is so cool. And I actually like told some of my coworkers as I was planning this podcast, I was like, yeah, and she goes by Green Eileen. And I think that's just the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks for that little background story. And I have to ask too, before we get more into the show about our signature question that we ask all our guests that join us here on the Real View podcast, which is, what is the best view that you've ever seen? Well, I actually have two. One's philosophical. The other one is altruistic. Is The best view is probably my wedding day. I got married on the beach in Maui, oh, and yeah. it was just the happiness in my husband's eyes when we said our vows and I knew that we were going to be married for a very long time. And this year we'll be celebrating 21 years. Congratulations. uh, Thank you. Thank you. And COVID has really brought us closer Mm. and that really a little bit of an awkward time uh, in the beginning where you kind of have to work things out, but then it's, we're, it's just better than ever. And I just consider it a lot of hard work, Mm. a lot of hard work, Mm -hmm. a lot of respect a hell of a lot of laughs and uh, luck you know, that That's I found awesome. the right man. Uh, really. I love that. Well, yeah. congratulations yeah. on an amazing 21 years. And you're right about the COVID and quarantine situation. I feel like it was make or break. You know, I, I see, uh, you know, individuals like you who say, you know, it really strengthened us and it we've never been better. And then, you know, others uh, not so fortunate. So it's been interesting to kind of yeah. see how this has has really made or break those relationships. So I'm so happy to hear that you guys are doing amazing and it's made you stronger. Congrats. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And then the other view is, is just sometimes when people share a point of view with you and it changes your, Mm. you know, your point of view or your opinion or has you do more research and really marinate on what they had to say. The past two years has definitely been a lot of that a lot of learning, a lot of listening, a lot of talking. 
vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And so my points of view have changed a lot over the past two I years. I love that. That's I've never heard anyone answer that question before. That that was really cool. Awesome take on that. And you're right, you know, now's especially like you said in the past two years, we've had to do a lot of that. And I think it's it's done us good, you know, if nothing else, to try to learn more and, and open our eyes. So we're talking about views to different, you know, things that maybe we we weren't so open to before. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It was awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in real estate. We heard how you got your name, Green Eileen, which is an awesome story. But how did you get started in real estate? Is this something that you always knew that you wanted to do? Um, Did it kind of happen to fall upon you? Or tell us a little bit about your background in the industry. It definitely fell upon me. I was recently laid off from a position in the motorcycle industry, which I loved. Oh, my gosh, I love the motorcycle industry. And my husband said, I think you'd be really good at real estate. I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. And we bought a home, had a really terrible transaction. And if, of course, it always comes down to what? Disclosure. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> the homeowners didn't disclose that the pool was leaking oh, and it gosh. was leaking a lot. It was leaking like three inches a day. So it wasn't like a slow leak. Oh, it was gosh. leaking a lot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <A lot. laughs> no. I know. And so uh, with that, what we went through was really tough. We loved our buyer's agent. He was amazing. It was just the whole other experience on the other side. And that's what made me realize, you know, I think I need to get into real estate mm-hmm. and, and bring my, bring my, I don't know, my own code of ethics or my own flair so I could turn around the, the negative stigma that a lot of real estate agents have. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, now you're so many years into it, you know, you've gotten so involved on so many levels. What made you decide to get involved? Was it kind of something that, you know, you looked into yourself? I know when I ask people that question, they say, you know, I was encouraged by friends or family or what was your experience like in deciding to get involved? Good question. I needed to get out of my house since I was an independent broker. I was overcoming some really dark times in my life and very tied to home. And that didn't allow me to really be educated enough as a, as a real estate professional. So I found out there was a green committee at my local association. And so I joined the green committee. And after a year of that, I joined my local women's council network. And between the two of those, it just grew from there. Really, it just grew very quickly from there, actually. And I think part of it actually had to do with, with submitting my story to the Green Resource Council at NAR. And they called me back and they said, we want to do an article on your car. And that led to actually winning the NAR Evergreen Award. And so once I won the Evergreen Award, they asked me to be on the Green Advisory Board. And my association allowed me to become an NAR director and a CAR director, just, you know, this rookie, this full-on rookie when it comes to organized real estate. So I learned by a fire hose, but it's an addiction. You know, yeah. those of us that are involved know that it's an addiction. Yeah. And so I would say that organized real estate and donuts are probably my drugs of choice. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love a good donut. You gotta gotta appreciate a good donut. Oh yeah, right? I, love sure. good donut. I love a good donut. <laughs> This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, 
visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. So it sounds like from listening to you talk is this your personal passion, sustainability, and you're kind of able to live it out through what you do in real estate. Talk to us about that and how it's close to you personally. It's close to me personally because I see, especially now that we're spending a lot of time in our homes, a lot of time in our homes, we're seeing the flaws of where things need to be fixed, where the drafts are, where we're spending a lot of money on electricity. How many electrical devices do we plug in? Gosh. You know, even though <laughs> like, I was trying to find though, an outlet the other day and I was like, yeah. I have something plugged into every single outlet. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yes. I mean, whatever happened to good old batteries? Like I have my <laughs> Diva light here and it's yeah. one that plugs into the Oh computer. yeah. There you go. It doesn't have batteries and it's it's like everything. Yeah. Gets, you know, everything gets charged with a USB port or, you know, and, and those types of things. So we're using a heck of a lot more electricity at home. And we know now where our homes are comfortable. Like in my living room, we have this a big chair on one side and we have a couch on the other. And we all want to spend the time in the big chair. Even the dogs want to be in the big chair. And nobody wants to be on the couch because that's where the cool breeze comes in from the doggy door. It's so like, oh my God, we got to seal the doggy door. So I think it's just becoming aware of the vulnerable points in your home that needed simple things, where it needs to be insulated, how a window needs weather stripping or a door needs weather stripping. And many people, when it comes to energy efficiency, they, they immediately think, oh, I need to put solar on my house to reduce my energy bill. It's like, okay, we can go there, but wouldn't you want to make your home comfortable first? Like that the solar panel is not going to fix the draft for my doggy door, mm. but some extra installation would. And not only would it make my house more comfortable, but I would keep it warmer and that would reduce my energy bill. And so I think that's where my passion started was teaching homeowners or you know people living, people working in an office and people living in their homes, how it could be healthier and more comfortable. Because how many of us have been in an office where it's freezing on one side and hot on the other, and they only have one thermostat to control it. So one side of the building's miserable at all at all times. We all just times. had this conversation at lunch. I, I am not kidding you. <laughs> like about two hours ago, we're sitting in my coworker's office. She says, I'm freezing. And I'm like, I've been burning up all day. And we're on opposite sides. So it's so funny that you give that example. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. We, just, we just talked about this earlier. Exactly. Yeah. And so that is not an energy, not only is it not an energy efficient building, it's not a healthy building. Mm -hmm. So, and the other, the big one for me, besides water, because I live in Southern California, so we import 95% of our water. So mm -hmm. that's huge for me. But it's also big across the United States too. Yeah. Are unable to drink their water. They have to boil it for whatever reason. You know, there's flooding in the city. Some time of contaminant goes into the river. So it's not just Southern California that's having water issues. It's all across the nation. But it's indoor air quality. Indoor air quality is so crucial to health. There's so many diseases that are linked to contaminants and particulates that are in the air. Let's start with asthma. Mm -hmm. You know, we could just start there. There is a an increase in asthma all over the nation. It's never gone down. Mm -hmm. And it used to be just in, with kids. Kids seem to have it, then they grow out of it. But even adults now have asthma problems. And I did suffer from adult asthma and my trigger was mold. Mm -hmm. And so when I would be cleaning this old house that I bought back, it was built in 1964, I'd be under the cabinets, I'd be vacuuming and all this mold would be going into the air and it would give me asthma attacks. 
And so it took me that type of research to realize it's like, oh my gosh, let's just start with good indoor air quality mm. and then move out from there. Because I think all of us want a healthy home to live in. We yeah. don't want our eyes watering. We don't want a little tickle in the back of our throat. And in the beginning, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, we have to clean our ducts that, you know, clean our duct work and replace our heater, replace our furnace and our air conditioner. And it's as simple as changing your air filter. Mm. That's where it starts, mm. the low hanging fruit. So we all, so like I said earlier, when we think about saving on electricity bill, we think solar. And when we think about having good indoor air quality, we think changing our furnace, mm. but we need to think small. You need to think small first, you know, think horse before you think zebra yeah. and start with what is my low hanging fruit? Yeah. Changing the air filter, you know, that's low hanging fruit. And that's good news because these are easy little things that take, I mean, how long does it take an air filter? Like 30 seconds, you know, if even that. Yeah. And it's not this these massive home projects that you're right. You think of right away as like, oh my gosh, this is going to be thousands of dollars and a lot of time and right. effort and, you know, energy. And, and it's can be as simple as just changing your air, air filter. I love yeah. that it can be broken down and that it has a big impact, right? Something so small yeah. can really, you know have a major impact in the quality of your home and the quality of the air, as yes. you're mentioning. Yeah. Yes. And that's, I think when you start small, it resonates with people because when you say the word sustainability or you say the word green, it's just a big lake that goes deep. And we're like, I don't know where to start. I don't even know where to start. It's like, okay, breathe. Yeah. Let's start small. And that's where we started in our own home. We started with uh, dimmers, in our for our lights that whenever let's say you dim your lights 20% well you're saving 20% on how much energy that elect, that light bulb is generating uh, we have occupancy occupancy sensors in our bathrooms because we go how many people are like can you are you done in the bathroom yeah. can i turn off the light yep. so we have occupancy sensors in there so when we're in there it's on when we leave it goes off we have we have solar tubes but we have so there's like 30 different things we've done at our house to save on our electricity bill and we don't have solar on our home and we have a pool and our electricity bill is normally below $100. That's awesome. Wow. Because it's those things that we've done over time. So we start small, have success. And, and leadership is the same way. Mm -hmm. You start small, have a success. Ooh, I want to take on a little bit more. Yeah. And so it, what, we lived in our house for several years before we did the solar tubes. Uh, we lived in our house for several years before we changed our pool pump. And that's huge. Mm -hmm. A pool pump, a pool pump is a real real energy suck. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have a variable speed pool pump. Wow. But the cheapest thing you can do when it comes to improving your home and making it more energy efficient and good indoor air quality is education. Mm. Go to your local utility websites and see what kind of rebates they have. See what kind of information they have. Go to epa.gov. Go to departmentofenergy.doe.gov and see what information they have there. It's incredible. There's so many easy things to do that you could start building a culture of energy efficiency and sustainability and uh, good indoor air quality. That's where you go. That's where I go. Yeah. And, and one thing at a time, you know, you don't have to overhaul yes. your entire home, you know, do this all this month, you know, it can be spaced out a little bit and every single yeah. one of those changes add up into yeah. a more sustainable and energy efficient home. Yes, exactly. The easiest comparison I have is coolers. Going to if you go to Walmart or a big box store and you see like these this row of coolers to bring you on your camping trip or your RV trip or something like that, 
And they all have, even though they're all coolers, they're not all built the same. And the cooler that's built the best is the one that will keep your ice cold, you know, mm. keep your, mm-hmm. your beer and your wine cold. I don't know how, what people go camping with these days. For, right. me, it's, you know, <laughs> for me, I'm in real estate a long time, so it's vodka. Gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've progressed from, you know, I've progressed from white Zinfandel to scotch. You that's have something a little stronger. I totally <laughs> exactly. get it. <laughs> exactly. And so are those, you'll know a good cooler by how long it keeps your ice cold. And so that's the difference between a house that was built in the 1970s with no particular retrofits and upgrades, weatherization, versus a home that has now, like our home, has better insulation, has a great roof, it has solar tubes that I always talk about, I have energy efficient appliances, I, I keep my air filter clean, I don't have mold in my house. So those that makes me a really badass cooler Yeah. versus your styrofoam you know, your styrofoam igloo. You're like a Yeti cooler versus like the just throw away ones, right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's the best way I can describe great, durable, energy efficient home is the Yeti cooler. Yes. Versus your disposable styrofoam thing that you get at CVS. Yeah. Become become the Yeti cooler. (laughs) Become the Yeti cooler. Yes. And you can stay in your house and become a Yeti cooler. Yeah. And for those of our listeners who may not know what sustainability is, I kind of want to give a background a little bit because you mentioned earlier, it's kind of this big, deep lake ocean and you don't really know what all encompasses it. You may be able to see a little bit on the surface, but like, what does that really mean? And I will say here at Ohio Realtor, sustainability has been a big focus for us last year in 2021, but we decided it was so important that this is going to be um, a regular committee now, that we have a committee focused on sustainability that will be constantly meeting and reviewing ways into how we can be more sustainability. So we're more sustainable. So we're taking it really seriously here at at Ohio Realtors, um, as you are too, Eileen. But For those of our listeners who may not be as familiar with what it is and why is it so important and why it should be a focus in our industry, could you give us a little insight on kind of some of the importance of this? Absolutely. You know, if I were to ask your audience right now what their definition of sustainability is, you would have different answers. Mm -hmm. There's many, many definitions to sustainability and everyone has their own opinion. I come from, in my space, sustainability to me is having a community that is sustainable to climate change and to natural disasters, where it it could sustain a natural disaster. Mm -hmm. It could sustain a hurricane, a tornado, a flood, or it could be resilient and it could bounce back quickly from a natural disaster because it's prepared. We are realtors and our product are homes and we need to protect those homes and we need to protect our communities because we found with a lot of natural disasters that people will leave a community and perhaps never come back. Mm -hmm. Uh, They'll go with Katrina. They left Louisiana. uh, They went to Texas. They went to other parts of Louisiana. They went to all the different states and they never came back. And so there's homes that are abandoned that will never be rebuilt because the owners have gone to different places. There's been flooding in all 50 states. There's climate disaster, climate change that we're all being affected by. There's a tornado in Kentucky and all those other Mm -hmm. states in December. Mm-hmm. And tornado season ended in June. Yep. And there's fires in Colorado in December yeah. or January. And so this is real. This is real. So sustainability is the ability to uh, make your home a place where you could shelter in place through a natural disaster. Of course, you may need to evacuate because it's, it is in your own backyard. So you, by all means, if you need to evacuate, evacuate. But when you come back, 
you have a house that can operate. Mm-hmm. So that may mean uh, instead of your electrical outlets being a foot off the ground, they're three feet off the ground if susceptible to flood. It may mean that you thin out the trees and brush on your property if you're susceptible to fire. And also having a safe place in your home if you're susceptible to tornado, because we all have something. Yep. And if you have a home to go back to, you can start building your community. It's a safe place. So that's what we come from in, at the NAR space when it comes to sustainability, is how your community can withstand a natural disaster and how it can be resilient enough to bounce back as quickly as possible. Because we're living in a time where we're not, we used to be able to look ahead to say, okay, this is, you know, a hundred year flood, or this is what's happened in the past, but we're now the science is there and what's the natural disasters are happening to where we don't have anything to look back to. We could only forecast what might be possible. And I think Kentucky and Colorado have told us that a disaster could happen at any time. We need to be prepared. Yeah. We need to be prepared and we need to be sustainable. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, and when you look at the United States, Ohio is probably one of the more stable, you know, states when it comes to some of these natural disasters. But I mean, certainly we are still susceptible to some of these disasters. I mean, we had some tornadoes affect the Dayton area just a few years ago. Flooding, you know, is a, is a big thing too. We have a ton of rivers that, you know, are across the state and lakes. And and you're a big proponent too on the flood insurance, which I think is interesting because Ohio is getting ready to get some, about 45% of Ohioans will have their flood insurance rates uh, reduced due to uh, the new guidelines that are coming out uh, from FEMA. So that's really exciting news that's going to affect you know, almost mm-hmm. half of all Ohioans. So you're right. It's you may not think living in Ohio, you're like, we're fine. You know, there's, you know, we don't have much going on, but mm-hmm. there's always something that could happen and you need to be prepared because you never know. You know, you know, you may not be close to a river or a, a lake or whatever, but floods are happening everywhere. Yep. Every, all 50 states have flood claims of oh, some yeah. sort. In yeah. fact, I think there was one in New Mexico recently, which was at a higher elevation. And we had a vacation home in Sedona for a while, and that was susceptible to a flood because there was a flash flood, a weird storm that happened, and this, you know, this river went straight through Sedona and it affected a lot of homes. Mm-hmm. So I think that everyone should consider. Absolutely. Uh, everyone should consider. And I know, I believe it's on some of the websites, I think Realtor.com has it, where there's a flood factor Yeah, comes up when you look at, look at homes and seeing what your risk of flood is, but everyone should consider it. Seriously. Absolutely. So what can realtors do in their careers to infuse sustainability kind of in an everyday practice as they go throughout their everyday lives? Well, once again, education, education is know that climate change is a real thing Mm -hmm. that maybe you don't want to call it climate change because that that has been like a political uh, sensitive point for a lot of people. But NOAA, I would go to NOAA and see their stats. That's a legit uh, place to find that. What is it? The National Oceanic? It because, and go to FEMA. You know, FEMA has a lot of data. Go to places, CoreLogix has data. NOAA has data. Go to places that have a lot of data so you could see for yourself. You know, go to your local counties, your state, and see what their sustainability plans are. And even BlackRock, there's, there is studies that have been done by them for years of saying, where are our biggest risks for our investment properties? You know, our big properties like in London with with the sea level rise and the river rise that they're having in London and in Asia. 
you know, what properties are they investing in where they're putting their big generators, they're taking all of their important systems away from the basement and they're putting them on the higher floors because of they could be inundated with water or flood and see where you're having daytime flooding. And, you know, Miami, they're having big issues there. So go to the big cities, big counties, see what their sustainability plan is. And of course, consider getting the green designation from NAR because that has so much local information and how you could look at a home differently. Like when I walk into a home, I immediately look to the bottom of the doors to see if there's a gap underneath the door and if it needs to be insulated. I look at the age of the air conditioner. I look at the age of the furnace. I look at if there's any type of condensation on the windows. That's what I see in a home to give my clients the best information possible to make it healthy and sustainable and help with their energy efficient bills. Most realtors, when they walk in the door, they look at the granite countertops <laughs> and the new carpet, yeah. you know, and, and those types of things, which is fine. But in this day and age of disruption and where being, we're competing, competing so much for low inventory, you need to bring better value to the table and education and knowledge is that value. The green designation is one that you definitely need to put in your toolbox because sustainability is a hot topic that is up and coming. As you said, you know, with Ohio, Ohio Association of Realtors, you had a PAG, now you have a sustainability team and every association should have some type of green committee, some type of sustainability committee so they could push about, it's not building science that they're learning about with the green designation. It's not a lot of wonky stuff in there. It's not a lot of politics. It is the Yeti cooler. Mm -hmm. How do you go from a styrofoam cooler to a Yeti cooler? Yep. And so, so you could have a sustainable, healthy, durable home. And we even give you tools on how to make it more valuable mm. uh, compared to the home next door. So there's data on that as well. And then you you're a becoming team. a stronger agent, you know, by doing all of this, you're becoming a better realtor for your clients. And you're right. Imagine being able to tell them about the amazing granite countertops and the brand new appliances and all this. But also, like, this is also why your home is going to be valuable because of this, this, and this. And you're right. It's going to be, yep. it's a hot topic now. I think it's going to be around, you know, for many, many years, especially in this new generation that's coming up. It's probably the most, you know, environmentally aware generation that's ever existed. And they're going to be buying and, and selling homes here in, you know, in just a yep. few years. And, and they're going to want to know, they're going to want to care about what is in their home and how it's affecting the environment. And these are just, like you said, really small changes that you can do, really small things that can make a big difference in this world. And us as realtors, we have such a responsibility to the environment. Like you said, going back to what's on that code of ethics is, you know, we are here to protect the land. And, you know, who better to take this seriously than realtors? And I think exactly. that that's really what it comes down to. You know, we should be taking this really yeah. seriously since that's what we do is land, right? <laughs> right. And, you know, we're, we're a huge lobbying organization. And we're one of the few that actually has personal interests, personal, you know, our citizens of the United States as one of our main priorities. Most people, they're lobbying for their own corporation. Mm -hmm. We lobby for the people. Yep. And, you know, property rights. And so I, I think that that needs to be our story. Yeah. And so the better educated you are, the more value you bring to the table, that you become just an average real estate agent to a real estate rock star where people are like, oh, my real estate agent told me if I just change my filter once every three to six months, I'll save on my energy bill. My realtor told me that I should probably consider sealing my windows before I put solar on my property. And 
you know, if I replace these things, it would add more value to my home. That's the story we should be telling. Yep. That's the difference maker. That's what elevates us from being a realtor versus just a regular agent is that level of expertise. In so many ways to do it, definitely look into that green designation. Great thing to have, like you said, great to have in your toolbox uh, as you're working with your clients moving forward. And we can all do our part, you know, just to make this world the best place that it can be and around for many, many years uh, as it deserves. So thank you, Eileen, for coming on and sharing your story. And you can tell your passion just talking to you today through this interview has been really cool to hear all the work that you do. And thanks for everything you do to for our industry and to make it a sustainable place for many more years to come. My pleasure. It's a passion. And I, I hope to make, I hope that we're able to get more green disciples from yes. this interview today. So I thank you, Allison, for this opportunity. Yes. Uh, thank you so much again, Eileen, for coming on to all of our listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in. Go check out that green designation. Do some of these little tips that we talked about today. It will make a difference. It is all of our responsibility to take this seriously uh, so that we have a strong earth around for many, many years. So thank you guys for listening, Eileen. Thanks for being here today. We will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time. This has been a Hubble Pod production.